Hello everyone, you are listening to Sadhrita Mandal. Today I am going to tell you a beautiful story written by Ruskin Bond. Ruskin Bond, who born in 1934, is one of the most loved authors of India. His poignant tales about life in the hills have appealed to the young and the old alike. He was born in Kasauli in 1934 and grew up in Jamnagar, Gujarat and Shimla. In his writing career spanning over 60 years, he has written over 500 short stories and also novels. Today's story is The Overcoat, which is based on mystery and imagination. Listen to this story about a strange experience that a young man has one evening in a quiet hill station. It was clear frosty weather and as the moon came up over the Himalayan peaks I could see that patches of snow still lay on the roads of the hill station. I would have been quite happy in bed with a book and a hot water bottle at my side but I had promised the Kapadias that I would go to their party and I felt it would be churlish of me to stay away. I put on two sweaters an old football scarf and an overcoat and set off down the moonlit road. It was a walk of just over a mile to the Kapadia's house and I had covered over half the distance when I saw a girl standing in the middle of the road. She must have been 16 or 17. She looked rather old-fashioned, long hair hanging to her waist and a flamaxy sequined dress. pink and lavender that reminded me of the photos in my grandmother's family album when i went closer i noticed that she had lovely eyes and a winning smile good evening i said it's a cold night to be out are you going to the party she asked that's right and i can see from your lovely dress that you are going to come along we are nearly there She fell into step beside me and we soon saw lights from the Kapadia's house shining brightly through the deodors. The girl told me her name was Julie. I hadn't seen her before but I had only been in the hill station a few months. There was quite a crowd at the party and no one seemed to know Julie. Everyone thought she was a friend of mine. I did not deny it. Obviously she was someone who was feeling lonely and wanted to be friendly with people. and she was certainly enjoying herself i did not see her do much eating but she fleeted about from one group to another talking listening laughing and when the music began she was dancing almost continuously she was completely wrapped up in the music it was almost midnight when i got up to go as i was saying good night to my hosts and wishing everyone a merry christmas julie slipped her arm into mine and said she would be going home too When we were outside I said where do you live Julie At Wilsburn she said right at the top of the hill There's a cold wind I said and although your dress is beautiful it doesn't look very warm here you'd better wear my overcoat I have plenty of protection She did not protest and allowed me to slip my overcoat over her shoulders Then we started out on the walk home but i did not have to escort her all the way at about the spot where we had met she said there's a shortcut from here i will just scramble up the hillside do you know it well i asked it's a very narrow path oh i know every stone on the path i use it all the time and besides it's a really bright night well keep the coat on i said i can collect it tomorrow 
she hesitated for a moment then smiled and nodded she then disappeared up the hill and i went home alone the next day i walked up to oldsburn the crossed i crossed a little brook from which the house had probably got its name and entered an open iron gate but of the house itself little remained just a roofless ruin a pile of stones a shattered chimney a few doric pillars where a veranda had once stood had julie played a joke on me or had i found the wrong house i walked around the hill to the mission house where the tellers lived and asked old mrs teller if she knew a girl called julie no i don't think so she said where does she live at wolsburn i was told but the house is just a ruin nobody has lived at wolsburn over 40 years the mackinnons lived there one of the old families who settled here but when their girl died she stopped and gave me a queer look i think her name was julie anyway when she died they sold the house and went away no one ever lived in it again and it fell into decay but it couldn't be the same julie you are looking for she died of consumption there wasn't much you could do about it in those days her grave is in the cemetery just down the road i thanked mrs teller and walked slowly down the road to the cemetery not really wanting to know any more but propelled forward almost against my will it was a small cemetery under the deodars you could see the eternal snows of the himalayas standing out against the pristine blue of the sky here lay the bones of forgotten empire builders soldiers merchants adventurers their wives and children It did not take me long to find Julie's grave. It had a simple headstone with a name clearly outlined on it. Julie Mackinnon 1923 to 39. With us one moment taken the next gone to her maker gone to her rest. Although many monsoons had swept across the cemetery wearing down the stones they had not touched this little tombstone. I was turning to leave when I caught a glimpse of something familiar behind the headstone. I walked round to where it lay neatly folded on the grass was my overcoat no thank you note but something soft and invisible brushed against my cheek and i knew someone was trying to thank me thank you the story ends i hope you all enjoyed the story and don't forget to give your feedback thank you everyone